let's talk about some different ways that you can earn revenue in your business that not that people actually talk about. Welcome back, my Do the Brave Thing Home Slices. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com, and we are smack dab in the middle of the Back to Business Bundle and our Back to Business Bundle featured segments that we have with some of our VIP contributors, and this episode is so great. It is by Destiny. We did record it at the very end of last year, just so you guys know. So if you're like, wait a minute, she's talking about this, like, is she talking about like January 2025? No, no, no. Some of the dates that we talk about are from 2023 and 2024. And why I wanted to have Destiny on, again, a repeat guest, a fantastic lady, is that she is not afraid to try and pivot and to, she doesn't give up on ideas early, but she is very willing to adopt new method. She is not one to be stuck in her ways and be like, well, it worked before, so it's got to work again. If she notices that tides are changing, then she changes with the tides. And two of the revenue generators that we're talking about here is one, she actually hosts summits not to build her own brand, not to sell her own courses, but it's a completely separate business. So technically she's getting paid to organize and run summits, but it's for her own company. It's not like she is a virtual assistant that helps with summits, which is a really great career path. You guys could definitely do that. But instead, she talks about hobby school that she had and how she monetizes that not only as the host and not only selling all access passes afterwards, but like just genius ways to really help that audience. And what I love about hobby school is that it's not a business to business niche. So you're going to hear all about that. And we are going to be talking about if you've been thinking about adding a Shopify or digital product download section to your business. Perhaps maybe, you know, you've been using Thrivecart, maybe you've got an ebook here and there, you've got a couple of mini courses, but you're thinking of actually selling things that are more like printable based or thinking of selling a lot of like Notion dashboards, those sorts of things, like actual digital products, right? And you've been a little curious about, you know, Shopify stores and how that works and why that would be better. And, you know, should you just do that? Should you use like funnel building software? All of that Destiny is going to answer. Again, I could talk to her all day, every day. She is such a breath of fresh air and you definitely want to make sure that you go ahead and and grab her funnel workshop as part of the bundle. It is in the free tier that we have going on. You can head it over to backtobusinessbundle.com right now. Without further ado, let's go to the interview. All right, everyone, like I was gushing on and on about in the intro, we have one of our repeat guests that's had some of our most popular episodes ever. We've got Destiny here. What I love about Destiny, what I really wanted to do with the series that we're bringing that is sponsored by the Back to Business Bundle that's going to be going on in that sort of second week of February is I really wanted to talk about kind of like the state of online marketing and online businesses now, trends that we've noticed, pivots that people have had to make or are trying out all that sort of stuff. And what I love about Destiny and her team is they are willing to take chances and risks, but like, they're not just like going in blind, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like they're utilizing like the things that we're seeing, they're kind of reading between the lines or testing things out. And they're just like provide amazing products. That's why I'm so excited to be having her in her bundle. She's one of our VIP stuff her funnel fix. Oh, amazing guys. You guys are going to absolutely love that one. Like I said, make sure that you go ahead and hop on the wait list if you haven't done so already, but like I said, I can gush on and on about you forever. So why don't you go ahead, Destiny, and just reintroduce yourself in case if these are new listeners and don't forget to tell us your pronouns. Um, so my pronouns are she and her, and my name is Destiny Cop, and I, I do a lot of different things, but in my main brand, I help business owners craft growth strategies using digital products and automated sales funnels. So I'm super passionate about that. And 
you know, I could go on and on, honestly, and talk about that all day. And we also have some other brands, and I know we're going to kind of talk about some of those today. Uh, Hobby School mm-hmm. is a brand that we started, and we started it just recently, uh, last year, from scratch. No email list, no website, nothing. So I'm happy to answer any questions about that. And then we did also did something new to sell our digital products, and that set up a Shopify store. store. So an e-commerce Shopify store. It's called Hello Content. And again, started that from scratch. Now, obviously, I'm leveraging some of my existing audience for that, but um, I'm happy to chat all about that too. Awesome. So let's start a little bit with Hobby School. So what is Hobby School? So in Hobby School, basically what we're doing there, we run almost monthly, not quite every single month, but almost monthly online learning virtual summits. And the thought process was when I started, you know, started this whole new brand in this new company was I'm going to get speakers and have them come talk about the hobbies because I love hobbies, right? I love trying out different things, seeing if I like them, like it, whether it's like photography or quilting or needlework or woodworking or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? This is a passion project of mine. I'm just going to try it out because I like doing it. And it really took off. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as popular as it was, but there's a lot of people out there that are just interested in this type of stuff. So just to give you an example, um, this summer we had our art of expression summit. And in that summit, we had people come in and talk about bullet journaling and um, just doing like art type journals and calligraphy and watercolor painting and different type of painting and drawing and that sort of thing. And people absolutely loved it. Um, and, And that's the kind of summits that we do on a regular basis. Like we're doing an art of handmade summit. So we're recording this in September. We're going to be doing this in October and people are coming in. They're talking about like, how do they do make, make homemade soaps or homemade makeup? I didn't even know there was such a thing as homemade makeup. So it's, those are the type of summits that we're doing for people. So One, I just wanted to reiterate, because I know that a lot of people listening are like, well, I'm not in the blogging about blogging or marketing about marketing. It's just because that's your particular hobby. So you're right in the circle. Normal people don't listen to business podcasts. Normal people have, do not have, I don't want to say the will, but they do not have the desire to be their own boss. They don't have the gumption to be their own boss. Like we are an odd bunch. And I think that we forget about it because that's all we hang out with is other online entrepreneurs. But for every one entrepreneur, there's a million other worker people, a million other normies. Again, and I'm not saying normies derogatorily. I'm just saying in general, like there are more people that want to do, like you said, bullet journaling and art and music and ukulele playing and weightlifting, like all that sort of stuff. Then there's ever going to be people that want to build their own business as they are going along. And so what would be for the hobby school? And I love how you said that you were a little bit like shocked that it sort of like took off as it did. Um, but again, because I think that we sort of forget there's so many more real consumers out there than B2B consumers. Um, what have you been doing to grow that brand? And I know you said that it's Summit. So like, what's its monetization strategy? So that's a really, really good question. So we're still working on some of that, right? Um, definitely, we have made money from the summits. Um, just to give you an example, in that July summit we did, that Art of Expression Summit, 
Um, and I'll go ahead and talk numbers if that's okay with you. So we may, we grossed 20,000 from that summit. Now, obviously our speakers got a portion of that. We got a portion of that because we pay 50% affiliate commission for anybody that they bring in and they purchase, you know, through that funnel. So we have a very robust funnel set up for that. So it's not just the VIP pass that people can purchase. We have other products in that funnel that's related to that particular summit. Um, so that's one way that we're monetizing it. Another way is we're doing some affiliate marketing. So um, maybe other events that people are doing, like I'm going to be promoting um, another event coming up later on this year. That some It's another summit that people are doing. And I know that my people like summits and they love attending them. So I'm going to be promoting that. So affiliate marketing is something else that we're doing. Um, and another thing, and you're not going to believe this, but another thing that I found as I was going through this whole process, Kate, was some people that are, you know, a subset, not everybody, but some people who are either attending these summits and they're really getting into their craft, they're like, well, how can I monetize this craft? So we did one of those summits this year that was basically um, how to turn your hobby into a money-making business. And that was a huge huge hit. And we're going to be doing another one of those in January. And um, we do have some, uh, you know, in addition to the summit, we have some affiliate promotions that we're doing on the back end of that, like, you know, offering those um, people who attended that summit, go to Marie, Marie Forleo's Beast Call, you know, if they're interested in really kind of taking that to the next level. Now, obviously I could do some of that my own, right? I could put together a course of my own, or I could look into affiliate marketing. Right now, we've decided based on our time limitations, just to, you know, utilize more affiliate marketing for those type of things. I think that that's so smart. And one, thank you so much for being so transparent with your numbers, because I know not a lot of people are brave enough to go ahead and share with us the numbers that they get from these things. And just sounds like, oh, it's like, a, it's high four figures, or it's five figures. And you're just like, there's a, a big difference between $10,000 and $95,000 yes, for both yeah. five, but like, yeah. hmm, wait a minute. So thank you so much for being transparent and sharing the numbers with there. And just like you said, your monetization strategy. And I think what's nice with this is that a lot that I see personally, is when people are running a summit, they're usually using our good friend, Krista Miller's model, where they're using it to sort of launch their own sort of thing. So they're doing it as their own personal brand, where it seems like here, the brand is the summit. So it's not necessarily like destiny stuff, right? It's like destiny of hobby school, right? So I think that that's a really interesting model that if you get the skill and you find that you actually really enjoy running those summits and having those things, you can technically just be a summit business. Just like we have students from Collaboration Cash In, they just run different themed bundles. It's not necessarily about growing their list. It's about growing their revenue, so I think that it's just a fun that you can use that in so many different ways. And like you said, um, it's not just the all access pass. You guys have other things going on with that. So thank you for being so transparent. And I, I'm not shocked at all that turning your hobby into some cash turned out really well. Um, again, the calligraphy one, all of these sound really, really fun. And like I said, we'll have links down below for hobby school as well. Um, so I, what I really wanted to talk about, although that one I just thought was a very interesting business model. So I wanted to give everyone like, it just doesn't have to be courses or coaching. Cause I think everyone's just like, it's courses or coaching or it's high end ticket or nothing. Right. 
So what made you decide to do like a Shopify store um, or like a digital product store? I know that a lot of our consumer facing listeners um, will sell printables a lot. We've got a lot of teachers paying teachers. What up to my teachers? Um, even though I have to brag on English teachers so bad. Yeah. Usually we've got a lot of science and math teachers. Maybe that's why. But what made you think like, hey, this is something that I want to add to my funnel or ecosystem or have you made the hello content its own separate brand so some of this we're still figuring out so i i don't have necessarily all of the answers for you right now so right now we is is a separate brand so it's mm-hmm. an e-commerce store it's a separate brand we put it on shopify um, mostly because I, I wasn't that familiar with some of the other options like WooCommerce and Shopify was just easier for me just to get it going and set up. So that's thanks for your transparency. Yeah. Cause I'm wondering like, why are all these people doing it on Shopify? There must be a reason. So thank you for just being honest. It was yeah. easy. It was easy. It was super easy for me to set up. I am not a you know, a website programmer or anything like that. And I don't have to use code. So it was easy for me to set up. Um, the reason why I kind of went down this path was I had a lot of digital products, Kate. I mean, we have almost 300 digital products on that, on our Hello Content shop. And we're adding probably, oh, man. I know, a hundred, probably 150 more coming up. And it just, I didn't have a way, and I tried do, putting it on my website, like I have a Squarespace website, and I try putting it on my website and say, you know, go here, here's a lot of my digital products, you know, it, it just wasn't working because people would have to go in and, you know, add to cart, and ch- they couldn't add to cart. Basically, they had to check out, go through that. If they wanted something else, they had to go purchase it there. So, I needed a place where they could go and add to cart. And if they wanted multiple products, they could just click, 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 add to cart. And um, I I just want to kind of clarify this because I think this is important for folks. I do feel like you still need funnels, right? You still need to be able to take somebody on a specific journey. So when somebody signs up for your lead magnet, you're not going to send them to a shop, right? You're going to take them on a specific journey for that lead magnet. We use Thrivecart for that and it works fantastic for us. I think you use Thrivecart also, Kate, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, yeah. So I still think people need that. They need to be able to take people on a specific journey. But um, when you have a shop, let's just say that you were, promoting something in your business, you could send people to that shop. The, I mean, I'm talking about people who are already on your email list. You can send them to that shop and they can purchase multiple products and add them all to the cart and just check out. And the products that we have on Hello Content, they're not expensive. So they're not, you know, two, three, uh, I do have some courses on there that are a little bit more higher price, but a lot of the stuff on there is, you know, a $9 product or a $17 product. And a lot of the products are people, products that people can use in their business, like in their online courses, in their memberships, and their as a lead magnet. And that was also important for us and another reason why we wanted to set it up. So is it, have you found, because I know that people are heard that number of like 2000 products and they're like, holy garbage. Like I'm, that's going to take me forever to create stuff like that. 
Do you feel that, and I know that this is a recent thing, so I don't know if it's from your research or talking with other friends, because I know Mm -hmm. that you're a great networker, um, that also are using that we're just going to call it the Shopify model. Everyone they're using the Shopify model. Is there like a minimum number of digital products that one should go into this with? So I would say it, and I don't know that there's a, a necessarily a set number. If you just have a few digital products, generally you can sell them right just through your sales funnel. So maybe you had two or three lead magnets and you can, you know, drive people through your sales funnels to, you know, to purchase those. Um, if you have 25 digital products, I might consider setting up a Shopify score. Now, I don't know that I'm necessarily, the, you know, an expert in this that says, oh, it should be 50 or it should be 25, but I can see 25 being a good number, right? Where you could have 25 products there and you might add more over time. Um, I don't know, Kate. I mean, that's a good, that's a good question that I'm not sure I 100% have an answer for you on that. I like, I like the transparency. Again, this is why you guys can see we have destiny on the podcast so much because she's willing to let you know. She's not just like going to like bull crap. You know, like, oh, no, is, no, it's like, this is just kind of what we found from our testing. And that's what I like. Yeah. So would you say for this sort of digital e-commerce sort of model that you found like that templates are working good for people, uh, done for you stuff. I know we have a podcast episode. It's an older one. So I'll go look for it for everyone about like selling like private rights. Like what have you found is sort of working the best or like trends that you've noticed from top sellers in your shop or does that change over time? Um, so the, the, Products that we have in our shop are generally like lower cost digital products. So my done for you stuff, like I do have some done for you services where, you know, we create people digital products for them or recreate their funnel for them. All of that's done through my personal brand, through my personal website. I don't have that on the Shopify store. So kind of that's kind of a separate um I keep that separate, if you would. The, simply the stuff on the digital, on the Shopify store is just low cost digital products. And that tends to work well. And I'll tell you a little bit more and I'll go into some of the things that we're still working on and some of the things I have planned for 2024 is I do think you need a good amount of traffic to make that model work. And we've tried doing that. Some of that this year, we've done a lot of different um, promotions, bundles, summits, that sort of thing. Um, It's not worked as well as I would like. I don't feel like I'm getting enough traffic there. So um, we've really put a lot of emphasis on Pinterest and we're just starting this process. So we had Simple Pin Media go in and, you know, they're going in and set up our our Pinterest account. Um, We're going to place a lot of emphasis on blogging going forward. And the other thing that we're doing, and I actually met with Pinterest this morning, we're going to be starting some Pinterest ads and all of that with the blogging, with the, um, you know, doing the organic pins and with the Pinterest ad, the goal there is to drive traffic to that shop. And that's going to be one of our, um, you know, one of the things that we're focusing on in fourth quarter this year and in 2024. Ajna, again, thank you for your transparency. Like you said, you know, you're trying doing being in the bundles and the summits. Are you participating in these or are you hosting these? We're doing both. 
So we have ran a lot of summits this year. I'm actually doing a bundle next month that I'm super excited about. I'm using your collaboration cash course. I was going into it last week and we were following all the, the steps that you had for that. So I love that course. It's absolutely great. I'm super excited about the bundle that we have going up. It's a free bundle. And then we do have, um, you know, kind of a tripwire and a funnel after it. So, you know, getting the leads in, but also hopefully making some money there too. Um, so we're doing a wide variety of things, Kate. I, I like that. And so like for your items that you kind of have in the shop, like what are they? Like, what are some of the top sellers? Um, so we have, you know, products that people can use in their business. So, um, like social media templates, um, you know, any, anything, anything like that. But we also have stuff, I should have said email templates because we have a ton of email templates there too. But we also have products that they can use in their online courses. Like for instance, we have one of our popular products is a roadmap bundle. So it has, you know, you know, even the graphics of the roadmaps that you can use, you can take out and put in something that you're creating for your online course or your membership or even a lead magnet like that. So we have tons of those type of products that people can take. So they're not having to create content from scratch. So really any, think about anything that you do in your business, whether you're creating stuff for a launch, presentations, um, launch content, you know, or just your regular content planning. We have templates for that in the, in the Hello Content Shop. I like that. So it's, a, it's when you are, again, and this would be if you're targeting other business owners, again, if you're targeting other consumers, again, like your printables, your binders that I know mm -hmm. that people have, maybe you've got like a really big sort of like home binder. Cause I know that we've got a lot of like homesteaders and things yeah. like that. Maybe like you do have that as like the homesteader ultimate bundle is what you can kind of call that peel out sort of the different sections. And again, you can sell those as those standalones. So do you find that if you don't mind me asking, do you find that most people are purchasing multiple items at once? Or is it usually like, yeah, it, maybe it's a couple, maybe it's two or three, or, you know, what have you guys sort of noticed? Like how many items do people tend to buy at a time? So that's a great question. And, you know, that's a really good question because people, that's why we set up the stop, the shop, right? So that when people go there, they're not just buying one product that we sent out and featured in our email. So the answer to that is they're actually buying multiple things. Now we do have things set up and I don't have the apps in front of me, but there's several apps in Shopify and I, I should know the names off the top of my head, but, I don't, okay. but I don't, but we have things set up in the store that gives them recommendations. So when they, you know, put something to their cart, it, it also says, you know, other people added this to their cart or when they're going to check out, we have pop-ups that take place that gives them, you know, a 50% discount on a related type product. So that encourages that conversion there too. So there's a lot of things, it's, it's more than just, they're just going around searching. We have things in the shop that encourages them to buy more. Oh, if you like this, you're probably going to like this. Or when you're checking out, oh, I got this special offer for you. You can get extra 50% off or whatever it is. All right. So with Shopify, are the apps sort of like 
are they free? Are they paid? Like, is it almost like a, a plugin, like say WordPress, how, you know, sometimes some are free, sometimes some are paid. How does that sort of work? So some are free, some are paid. Um, I would say the ones that you're paying for, um, we're getting our money's worth out of them. So people were actually, um, the one that I, uh, mention to you where it goes in, oh, we have this special offer for you. I think that one, I don't remember how much I'm paying a month for it, but I'm definitely paying for it. We're, you know, it's working. Like we know the conversion rate on it's working because when we look at the data, we're like, oh yeah, that's working. <laughs> awesome. So how much, not necessarily that app, but like how much is Shopify? Because I'm assuming there's not a free version of Shopify. There's not a free version of Shopify. I don't remember. It's awful. I don't remember how much I'm paying a month, but it's not much. I don't want to say, I want to say it's, it's definitely less than a hundred dollars a month. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's not much. So it's, so it's something that like, again, I know digital product businesses and especially like, say if you're in the content business, like we're so used to having like zero startup costs that like we forget, like imagine if you're opening up a restaurant, you need tables, you need silverware, yeah. you need dishwashing detergent, right? Like the overhead on physical location businesses are huge. So I think sometimes we forget like just because we're digital doesn't mean that there isn't going to be any overhead. So like you said, if it's, you know, about a hundred dollars a month or less, and then you have a couple of plugins, but like you had said, the paid ones, you're going to be able to tell, at least this is a good one with the analytics, is this making my money back? So like when anybody asks me like, oh, should I get deadline funnels? I'm like, I make my money back from it every single month. So for me, like it's an absolute no brainer for somebody else. Like if you're not utilizing its key features, like if you're not doing an auto webinar, probably not. If you're just having like a tripwire, you can probably find a cheaper countdown calendar someplace else. Like, so it really is how much are you utilizing it and how are you going with that? So with your shop right now, mm -hmm. is this something that you're using your, your destiny brand? Like when you send an email, do you have like, um, like a product of the week that you're sort of featuring at the bottom? Do you yeah. kind of like keep them separate? Like how, how are we getting some people to the shop? I know that we're, we're trying out new methods. Mm -hmm. um, I know you were really big into Facebook ads at one point. Is that something or how's it working? Yeah. So we definitely need more traffic to the shop. And that's one of the reasons why we're going to be, you know, pursuing the Pinterest ads. We've done our research and we think that that's going to be better than Facebook or Instagram ads right now. You might ask me in six months down the road, I'm like, you know, it's not working. We're going to try Facebook and Instagram, but we're going the Pinterest route. So right now, how people are finding out about us, we've done a lot of events this year and that's been, it's been sponsoring those events. So that's one way that people are finding out about us. So it's been, I think, more brand awareness. I've also done some sponsors um, of other people's events. So I've been doing a lot of kind of awareness building this year because I just launched this back in... May, April, May. So it hasn't been out there that long. Um, it, and then of course, from my email list. Now, what I haven't done is put together a consistent kind of promotion. You know how you with an e-commerce store, how e-commerce stores typically do. They send out a promotion, maybe Monday, maybe, you know, Thursday or whatever. That's something I haven't done. I've been a little bit sporadic about it. Um, trying to figure out how do I kind of work that into my, you know, my personal brand, quite honest with you, because I'm promoting a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff going on 
and it hasn't taken as high a priority as I probably need it to in the future. Again, and this is why we have Destiny on so much because she's, again, so transparent. The things that she knows are working, the things that aren't working. So again, having those like other suggestions um, is working really well or things that other people would like or that, you know, the pop-up paid thing that mm-hmm. will like discount something at 50 just to be able to sort of get that cart value up. And I'm sure that the return customer rate is probably pretty, pretty high as well because they're seeing how great your stuff is. And again, because you know funnels, I would assume that another thing that was sort of key in the shop is having a buyer's funnel. So if you wouldn't mind sort of talking about that, it's like something like they go ahead and they buy something. Do you guys, and I know this is really complex everyone. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone needs to do this. Like, do you have it like, oh, they bought a product and say like this category, we should send them these follow-up emails to get them back to the store or more excited. Or like, what what do you send them? Cause it's not like Kohl's is telling me like how to use my towels that I bought. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as sophisticated as Coles right now for sure. And like they're really- they're not following up on me, being like, oh, like don't forget, like here's like here's like eight different ways to use this, or like you're you know here are twelve other things. Like yeah. they're not necessarily doing that, but I know for a digital product, we like to create usually like welcome series for buyers for those things. So like. Do you just have a general welcome series for new customers? Yeah, so we have a general welcome series. Um, when somebody does purchase, we do like to get a testimonial from them. So we have, you know, emails that come out from one of the apps. The Shopify has, a, you know, an app store that they do this. So, and I think that one is actually free if I remember correctly. So they'll send them, uh, you know, rate this product type thing. And if you do, you know, we'll give you some, you know, percentage discount for your time. Um, I would say that, you know, outside of the basic welcome, you know, nice to meet you. We don't have anything as sophisticated as some of the other e-commerce brands have set up yet, but I, you're right. I mean, I definitely need to look into that for sure in the future. <laughs> Cause I know that would be so hard with so many different products, right? Like it's so hard to think again, most people when they're thinking traditional funnels, like, okay, they got my free thing. They got a lower price thing. Here's like the next thing. And so we kind of know, even though people can be sporadic and just go to your highest stuff mm-hmm. or go to a low thing or go anywhere, right. Or never be on your list and give you all their monies in five minutes, which is totally awesome. It could be kind of hard to develop a roadmap when you have so many different things. So for your email service provider, for the store, does like Shopify take care of all of that? Does it have something separate? Like I know like a lot of people are like, well, like I already pay for like ConvertKit. Like I don't want to pay for well, another thing, but like ConvertKit's not necessarily, I mean, they're trying to add products now, but I don't necessarily know if they're built for something like that. They actually are. And I, was, I know they've been trying. I was surprised when I set all this up that I was able to integrate ConvertKit and Shopify. So I just use my destinycop.com ConvertKit account for my Hello Content store, which is fine. Um, the only way I would probably recommend somebody not doing that if they were trying to sell their store in the future, right? If they were trying to sell their store in the future, you might want to set up a separate email account, but that wasn't kind of on my radar screen for this. And it's not something I'm interested in doing right now. So I just put it all in one ConvertKit account because quite frankly, I'm paying a lot for ConvertKit and I wanted to utilize it as much as possible. Like I said, I know they've been trying to work out like their own e-commerce or a platform. So I was just really interested to be like, I wonder how let's go in Shopify. I wonder if they'd be able to, but like you said, so people, if they buy something from 
the shop, they would get added to your ConvertKit account. But then Shopify itself also kind of keeps a running email list to be able to like send that, like write this email or like all that. Sort well, of Shopify keeps their content information, right? And what they purchased. Shop, okay. um, ConvertKit. So we have rules set up. And I, I don't know how much people yeah. know about um, ConvertKit, but we have rules set up. So it's, you know, and since Shopify's mm-hmm. integrated with, you know, ConvertKit, we have a rule set up. If they purchase on Shopify, then we tag them in ConvertKit. So we know exactly what product they purchased in our email marketing system. And of course we could always go to Shopify and see the information there too, but we have it also in our email service provider. So we know if somebody's purchased from the store, if they purchased from one of our funnels. So we're tagging mm-hmm. all of that separately. So we know exactly where do they actually purchase that product? Cause I do have products on the store that I sell through funnels too. Interesting. I like that being able to sort of see which one is sort of doing better and all of this sort of stuff. So I have two other questions. Okay. This one is me just being nosy because you were talking about traffic. So with Shopify, I'm assuming there's an app for that. Is it easy to set up a referral or an affiliate program? Because I'm thinking of like all of like the fitness influencers that I follow. And so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, use, you know, uh, K Ashley K fit at checkout. Right. <laughs> or something like that. Right. They all have like their code names or something like that. Or like, even like I have one for like Legion, I can like refer you be like, Hey, this is the creatine I use. All right. I guess. So like, is that something that Shopify can be able to do so that way you can have that as another traffic source? Absolutely. So it's a, I think this is a free app on Shopify, their affiliate one. Um, and it's what we use. We have an affiliate program set up for our hello content shop. It was super easy to set up and they track everything. Oh, like that again, it's one of those things when you're like, okay, when I want to think of traffic, right. I mean, we know again, because funnels Mm -hmm. and like all this is our stuff. It's like, okay, we've got, we got paid. And then what platform do we use for paid? There's like free organic, there's long form, then there's that the collabor the big collaborations as I call it, right? You know, the summits and the bundles, and then like you said, like the sponsorship she had on there. And the other one is just like just straight up referral partners. Yes. Straight yes. up. Say what you can do for them. So I think that that is so nice. So again, that it could be something that people can look into. Um, I'm assuming with that app, you can sort of set, you know, how much you want people to be able yep. to get. Um I would, it's a blanket, I would assume, not like per product probably. So that way that can make it easier for yourself, everyone. And it's not like, oh, they get 30 off of this one and 40 for that one. And just like. Just I think this. it's blanket. I, I don't remember nice. off the top of my head how I, you know, all the different, you know, how you go in and set it up. But I know that yeah. I set it up to be 30% blanket on everything. So nice. And then like you said, you're doing all those extra things to also bump up how much people are actually spending. So it ends up good for your affiliates as well. And it's, again, you have great products. So it's something very easy to, to stand on or someone's like, I don't know what to do this week. Like, oh yeah, talk about this thing. Cause it's really cool. And how you're utilizing it. So who do you feel would be the best candidate for setting up a Shopify store? And who do you think should just kind of stay away from it and just like focus on like a thing? I think if you're a service provider and you have some digital products, but just a few of them, but you mostly just do service service work, um, I don't know that I would venture into the world of setting up a, a Shopify store. Uh, I do think you need a fairly robust range of digital products that you're selling to set up a full store for. 
Um, so that would be my suggestion. Now, what that number is, we kind of talked about that earlier. I don't know that I know the exact number and it may differ for different people, but I would say if you have 25 products, you might want to consider setting up an e-commerce store. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Or if you are one of my people's, like my teachers bank teachers people, or if you're selling digital things on Etsy. And again, especially with those, I know like teachers paying teachers, usually you end up with like a bunch of like printables that you have or a bunch of coloring sheets. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's against any of their terms of services. And it shouldn't be that you can still have stuff on teachers paying teachers, but you can also have your own direct store as well. So that could definitely be something if like, that is the modality that you want. But again, the biggest thing with this is it's very much a quantity game. It is a lot of digital products. It is a lot of traffic. It tends to be sort of lower ticket. So it's one of those, if you're like, just, 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 just starting out and you're like, oh, I want to make like a thousand dollars, like instantly. Like, well, if you've got two people and you've got seven products that are all like five bucks, like yeah, $35 a month, like it's not necessarily going to work. I guess my question would be, what would you say to somebody and I know it sounds odd, but to me in my head, they'd be kind of the same creator. Somebody going with a membership or a subscription model versus a Shopify. Cause I feel like a membership type of a person is usually someone that enjoys creating a lot of content. They give a lot of stuff. Like it tends to be like new monthly drops, which I'm sure maybe you probably need new monthly drops in your shop in order to make it work. So how would you be able to sort of, if you were going to walk your client through this, and I know this is an off the wall question. She had was not prepared for this, everyone. But like when you've got a great marketing mastermind like this, you, you want to throw a curveball, and then we'll let everyone know where they can hang out with you after this. So like, how would you decide like, I'm a content creation machine. I should put this in a membership versus I'm a content creation machine. I should make a shop. Why can't you do both? You know, when you were thinking about that, I was like, you know what? I could see some people liking a monthly membership where they're comfortable paying on a monthly basis for something like that. But I could also see people out there know, I just want this, this, and this, and I don't want to pay that monthly service fee. Um, you know, if somebody out there has a ton of content in a membership and, you know, they have maybe they're experiencing churn, um, it could be that some of those people, um, you know, maybe they just would want to buy some of the stuff one off. I could see that being um, a shop like that being very beneficial for somebody like that. I like that. Or maybe you did try your hand at a membership model and you didn't necessarily find out that you like it because not everyone necessarily does. Like the recurring revenue is always very nice, but like sometimes you're just like, yeah, this isn't necessarily for me. Now you have a way to easily, like you said, make Mm -hmm. more profit off of content that you've already created. Um, While memberships do not have to have community aspects at all. I know a lot of them do, whereas a shop, it's like, you don't have to have a monthly call if you don't want to. You don't have to have a Facebook group. Like there's no real expectation. I like what you said. Some consumers do just want to pay like, all right. It's like, I could buy this one off and have it forever for $7, or I could pay $47 a month reoccurring to be able to have unlimited downloads of this stuff. Right. Like while I'm still a member. So it's just, it's kind of one of those things like apples versus oranges. I would not, I'm sure destiny will back me up on this. Do not try to build both at the same time. (laughs) 
Like yeah. you're going to so, confuse your audience. Don't get me wrong. Like in the background, you can have in your head. Oh, and, and in six months I'll do like this. But like, mm-hmm. if you're going to do a membership, the one thing that we've heard reoccurring from our good friend, Liz Wilcox's episode, every time we have faith Mariah, cause you know, she's going to be on the show again. Cause like, we can't stay away from each other. Um, <laughs> we just hurt each other so much. All that they talk about is their membership because they yeah. love it and it's their thing. Right. So like, if I ever said to like, oh, Faith, have you ever decided? No, she, like the audacity. Sometimes she'll sell some of the bonuses is like just like standalone stuff. But like, she'd be like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would definitely agree with you. And the thing with the Shopify store, it is definitely for somebody who is wanting more of a passive income type business. I think it lends itself more towards that, right? Um, because you don't have necessarily that community aspect or you don't have to, I should say. So if somebody is like, yeah, that's the kind of business model I want, then I would say go for it. Yeah. And if, again, if it makes, if it makes sense that people would need new stuff every month, like don't get wrong, hopefully people are coming back every month Mm -hmm. to your shop. Right. But like, if you sell planners, like how many months of the year do you need a new planner? Like you, you don't. But like you always need new emails. You always need, I'm thinking one of the YouTubers that I follow, she promotes a membership of her friends. That's like every month they give you like crock pot recipes that you can like freeze and go later, right? So like it's a monthly like, you know, recipe thing where they send you all this and send you the grocery shopping stuff and people love it. Again, I'm not quite sure if that one has a community from it. I'm sure that they probably somewhere, maybe not Shopify, but I'm sure somewhere they probably have either a sample meal plan or one month sort of kickoff for a low price, right? And then the back end funnel would be to get people in the membership. So it's not necessarily Shopify store worthy, but it is definitely something that you can sort of take out and utilize. So again, I could talk to you forever about a million things because you're a genius and you experiment and you always report back, but where can people hang out with you? Let us know a little bit more about the funnel fix that's going to be in our back to business hybrid bundle that is going on. That's right, guys. We have both a free tier and like the ultimate supreme goodie paid level as well. If you're in the paid level, you do get access to the free stuff as well. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, but like I wanted something on that one. Y'all get access to all of that. Again, you can always go to backtobusinessbundle.com to make sure to get on the wait list if this is before it's going on or the one for next year because there'll be the wait list for that if you're listening to it afterwards. But where can people hang out with you? Tell us about the funnel fix all the steps. Yeah. So my main brand is destinycop.com. And I would love for you to check me out there. You can also get, see me on Instagram at destinycop. If you want to check out the Holo content shop, it's hellocontent.shop, not.com. And then of course we have the hobby school, which is spelled hobby school without the H. And if you want, if you're interested in trying out any new hobbies, definitely join us there. And I'm super excited, Kate, to be part of the Back to Business Bundle. It's one of my favorite, favorite events that you that, that I do all year long. So I'm super excited about that. And we're going to have our the Funnel Cure Starter Kit in that bundle. So definitely check that out. It'll help you get your funnel set up in your business, your automated funnel, which, you know, Kate and I were talking earlier before we even started recurring. I think that every online business owner should have one of these set up in their business, tied into their lead magnet so they can make money, you know, every, every day, as long as they're getting, you know, new traffic coming in. So there you go. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much again for hanging out with us on the Do the Brave Thing podcast. And remember guys, It might take a little bit of courage, but we have faith. You can get it done. Bye-bye, everybody.
See you later. Well, look at that action taker. You made it all the way to the end. Kudos to you. So if you want to keep this do the brave thing momentum going, because let's be real, sure, listening to a 25 to 30 minute podcast can definitely get you amped, but what are you going to do the rest of the week? Make sure you're following me over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. There's a link in the bio. And if you absolutely love this episode, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a rating and review or share a screenshot and tag us on your Instagram stories. I'll see you next week. Later days.